of the show, everybody. It's Heads and Tails. We're here to talk spirits, baby. Let's go. Get yes. your Ouija board out. Wait. Wait, wrong spirits. We might need that. We're I going to uh, the haunted state, right? City, Louisiana? Isn't that all where all the haunting happens? Uh, all of the, just all the haunting. All the, the haunting, right. Ghost, uh, ghost facers live in Louisiana? People have been dying there for years and haunting things. No. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Beverly was just there. I was. There's a lot of ha- there's a lot of haunted tours you can take. See? Spooky. Tours. I didn't do them, but <laughs> I saw plenty tours. of them. You were scared by them. I was annoyed by them. Come see the spooky sights <laughs> and the terrible tours. There's nothing worse than like a nighttime tour when it's 90 degrees outside Ooh. and just like 30 people just standing in the middle of the road looking at a building. It was just so irritating. <laughs> Ugh. Tom Jones killed 12 people in here, and some say that in the middle of the full moon on the winter solstice, you can still hear them asking for directions out. It's August. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, come back later, and if you come back in the winter of the full moon, it's uh, in the height of summer solstice. <laughs> Just imagine how scared you'd be in five months. <laughs> yeah. It's scary because when you die as a ghost, you wear the same clothes, and these all have wool suits on, and it's summertime. Ooh, Ooh. spooky sweat. <laughs> Every all sweat spooky. <laughs> we're talking to seven three distilling out of New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, we're going to be chatting with Eric Morningstar, who's the head distiller there, in a couple minutes. Um, but uh, you know, this is the show, man. We're yeah. Here. Eric was super kind and gave us, I think, twelve hundred bottles, a year's worth <laughs> right. of, of alcohol is here. Uh, what is that? Six bottles of booze. Yeah, not um, small bottles. Full sizers, dude. Full size seven fifties. I have a feeling people in New Orleans are just very giving and like. <laughs> I appreciate that. I want. I, I. I'm desperately. I'm desperate to go to New Orleans, but uh, I really hope he's not expecting us to drink at all. He's on like, the show today. Yeah, when I get him on, I think he's gonna. I think he wrote me an email. He goes, you, "I won't get off the phone until you drink every single <laughs> we, drop of that." We are not stopping no, we're until not it's stopping. all gone. Get buckets. Get water. Get <laughs> coffee. Get wasted. Oh man! <laughs> Good thing we're starting at noon today. Yeah. Well, you know, we're, it's, it's a twelve-hour marathon, folks. So uh, we're we'll sitting here and uh, doing this whole thing. We have Bev running the lines. Call, call in and donate. <laughs> yeah, donate your plasma. So we, right. If we have any paramedics, we need some IVs yeah. to flush up. Us out. We so could do a, a by the ounce uh, charity drive fundraiser for drinking. That's right. Every dollar will drink half an ounce. <laughs> right. That but, wouldn't get us very many dollars, I don't think. Shit. It needs to be higher than I'm that. I'm not very good at that fundraising. <laughs> $10 a half ounce. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but before we start, well, you know, let's just call Eric now. Sorry about that. I was going to talk about our bullet tasting that oh, we got right. to do. But, um, oh, teaser, everybody. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I'd rather just talk to Eric and get this whole thing going because we have a lot of booze to get through. Yes. Eric, are you there, my friend? Yes. Hey. Yes, Perfect. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, no, no problem at all. Sorry to make you start drinking in the afternoon, but, uh, you know. Are you sorry? <laughs> no. We have to I'm do it. I'm on vacation anyway, so. What's that? I'm on vacation, so. Oh, oh, well, even even more of a thanks for joining us on your vacation, man. Right. Yeah, no, no, no problem at all. It's uh, no, no trouble. Taking, uh, taking a vacation away from work to only work and drink. 
Hmm. Yeah, uh, um, that sounds like my vacation. <laughs> we're like, hey, we're gonna uh, take a vacation. Where do we go? Anywhere where there's spirits and beer. Let's just uh, <laughs> let's just mix this whole thing together. Yeah. Uh, th- thank you very much. Like the distiller. So yeah, mm-hmm. right, right. Uh, thanks again for sending us all these uh, all this liquor. I appreciate it. We're gonna have a good time running yeah. through this. But uh, before we crack these open, why don't you do me a favor and just tell me a little bit about yourself, how you got into the distilling world, and uh, how you ended up at Seven Three there in New Orleans. Yeah, so um, I got I got my start um, up up here and uh, where I'm actually visiting right now, up in northern Michigan, um, working. Well, not working at the time, but we moved up here and sort of were squatting in my my in laws' uh, cabin on the lake in the winter. <laughs> and the uh, and the neighbors, you know, trying to figure out what we're going to do. And the, the neighbors were in the process of starting a distillery, like very very early stages. And um, you know, we're I kind of started helping out and experimenting with um, their equipment. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in you know in their perfectly legal um you know boathouse of course <laughs> yeah but um but yeah started started working there you know kind of or uh, you know helped them get everything up and started found I had a kind of a knack for it um it was something that satis- satisfied my um my creativity and you know I have an arts background so so I come at things from a, a in you know an artist perspective trying to do something weird usually yeah. Um, and then work with them for a while and they're, they're sort of a, a smaller operation and, and, uh, you know, kind of found my way down to Detroit and started working with, uh, two James distillery and became the head distiller there. And, um, you know, I think I spent four years there and, um, eventually started kind of looking around for something with a little more creative control and, um, got hooked up with the, uh, the guys at, uh, seven, three, and was weren't really my wife and I weren't really expecting to to um move down south. It was it was not on our radar. We're looking east coast, west coast and uh everything just kind of fell into place and we're like, Yeah, why not New Orleans? you know? Yeah. Like, you know, let's do it. Um and so ended up ended up down there. How long ago did you move down there? Uh it's it's about it's gonna be about two years. So oh, okay. the, the, the distillery's been open for about doors have been open for about eighteen months. Okay, so you're relatively new to the area still. Yeah, pretty young, yeah. Yeah, well, that's cool, man. Yeah, I I love New Orleans. I you know I started uh, I would imagine like most people um, watching Trimé on HBO, but I came late to the game to that show. Um, a fantastic show. If 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 anybody's ever seen it, it's amazing. Trimé. Uh, Trimé. Never yeah. heard of it. Oh, it's so good, dude. God, it's so good. Uh, it's by the same dude who did uh, The Wire. Mm, if you also like never saw of, that bro <laughs> <laughs> i've seen true detective that takes place down there right <laughs> um i don't know um now now it's just going to be the tv show podcast okay, where right, i'm okay. going to sit here eric and just run through every tv show that is means anything and warren will tell me no and then i'll light yeah, him on fire i'll, I'll have never seen it <laughs> anyway so i really wanted to go to new orleans and I, we were trying to plan a trip in in november my family and i but it's probably not going to happen um so admittedly the closest to new orleans i've ever gotten is new orleans square in disneyland um so i feel like i'm vibing a little bit with the you know <laughs> the thing yeah, you same. guys are doing same same um but honestly that's how i found you i was kind of just poking around the internet and um you know you guys have a, a, a great breadth of spirits and uh you know it seems like you're very much tied into the culture there. Uh, how important is New Orleans culture uh, and your neighborhood culture um, to to you guys and what you're producing? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great question because the, the name 73 is a reference to the, the 73 official neighborhoods of New Orleans. So it's, you know, and people are very, very um, 
very invested in their neighborhoods and, and the identity that brings. Like, you know, that you're mentioning Treme. We're actually in our distillery is actually in Treme, old historic of Treme. Um, so, you know, we're drawing inspiration from that. Um, obviously, I'm I'm from the north. Uh, they they imported me, but um, <laughs> the owner the owners are, are born and bred. They've you know they've grown up down there. They've got got deep roots. Um, so, you know, I think you know all of our products just kind of run through them. You know, we have Saint Rock is one of the one of the old neighborhoods. Uh, or there are vodkas named after that. We have Gentilly Gin, um, Irish Channel Whiskey, Marini Moonshine, and um, as you can kind of tell, there's there's some alliteration happening there. There's also um, product I'm excited about is the uh, Bywater Bourbon, which is obviously going to take time since we're only 18 months old. That's a long way. I feel like uh, you know people are 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 very proud of their neighborhoods uh, there, and and it's uh, is it is it where they're kind of protecting their neighborhood? Because let me preface this with like in San Francisco, there's a lot of you know pride in where people come from, but it's kind of like a pompous. Pride, if you, if, you, if if that makes sense, it just it's 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 not protective so much as like there's ownership, and I feel like just following the people that I do on social media who are in New Orleans and watching TV shows and kind of whatever, there's just more of a greater love of the city in general, where there's um all, you know the 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 parts make up one whole city, and you're a part, and I'm a part, and we're from two different areas, but that's cool if that makes sense. Is is it like that, or am I just totally dreaming? Yes and no. I mean, I think there's, I mean, there's, there's a, I'm finding this out, you know, having lived there for about two years now, yeah. uh, you know, can't claim I understand everything perfectly, obviously, but, um, there, there's sort of an insular quality of the city, the city in general, because you're, 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 you're separated from, from the rest of the world. And it is, you know, it's kind of considered an Island in a lot of ways because mm. there's, you know, you, you have to, there's, it's a good distance to, to the next, the next town or to cross a river or bayou, go through a swamp. It's, you know, before roads, it was pretty, pretty isolated except for, you know, major river traffic. Um, so there's, there's people that, you know, live on one side of town, you know, who are like, Oh yeah, I don't want to go over there. It's just way too far. It's like the other side of the world or it's the end of the world. You know, it's like, that's just a common, common phrase. So, okay. you know, there's, there's definitely some loyalty and there's, you know, and, and, um, pride in, in, in the neighborhoods. Yeah. Um, where people live there for a really long time and they're, they're very invested in, in their, their community and they, they've known their neighbors for a very long time. And then there's, you know, transplants like me that, that come down and, you know, you know, there, there's probably a little bit of, little bit of a pomp in there, but the, the city in general isn't really that pompous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like live and let live. It's just like whatever, you know? Yeah. I feel like you can be in, in you know, a city that, that drinks so much and has so much music. I mean, you know, how do you, how are you not for the most part kind of chilled out and just live in the dream, man? I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I get you. I get you. Sounds yeah. great. Sounds great. It was a culture shock coming from uh... a bit of a culture shock. I mean, I had visited in the past, and yeah. um, it's definitely a lot different living living there. But um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a little bit of a culture shock. My wife and I moved um, when you know we were eight, seven months. I would say seven months pregnant um, with our first kid, and we we're just kind of like, this is you know, like let's just do, let's make the big move, let's take the chance. <laughs> you know, this is the only we're not going to be able to do once she's born. Like you know. No. This, this, do so so it was a little bit of a you know it's a little bit of a culture shock but we're also in the midst of you know raising you know a newborn well she's 18 months now she's the same age as the as the distillery pretty much wow um, 
That's so, a, that's a bold move, man. <laughs> it was, it was. It made perfect sense. Everybody thought we were crazy. And we're like, no, 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 this makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Yeah, I'd, I'd move when I'm, my wife was like four months pregnant. I mean, we didn't move very far, but, you know, even still, it's like, why don't lift the box? What are you doing? You've yeah. got to calm down. I couldn't imagine like seven months pregnant where yeah, moving that far down, that's, that's, <laughs> Kudos was, to your wife for crazy. doing that. You have people do it for you. No, well, that's true. Yeah, well, we really didn't though. We, we, had, we, had, we had some help. We had some friends. We had some good friend, good friend to help us. But uh, yeah, and we were kind of like, no, we can do it. You know, we got we got very good at, at moving, um, and weren't you know weren't prepared for the fact that my wife couldn't do a whole lot. I was like, yeah, you really can't lift anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, and she was like, eh, oh well, I'll just be hanging out, right? I'll be sitting on the couch while you move it. Uh, well, I'll it, tell you what. Let's start tasting some. Some spirits. Warren, what do you think? I'm always down to do that. All right. What should we start with here, Eric? Well, I mean, I think, you know, start with the vodka. It's, you know, the most neutral. So we can kind of just get started with that and uh, and work our way work our way through with the, the, the cucumber version of, of the same St. Rock. Okay. Yeah. So there's a St. Rock vodka uh, filtered five days. What does that mean? Uh, so we, we have, a, we have a, 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 a filtration process that we, we run it through really slow. Um, and it's it's... It's sort of a. It's it's also it's just a showpiece for part. We have a big. Uh, we run a lot of tours through a distillery, so it's it's very visually interesting. We've got um, chambers filled with you know carbon and some limestone, and then we actually use um, oxygen to oxygenate it. Um, you know, kind of help smooth it out, kind of con- in a controlled manner. Um, so it, it it gets pumped through this this system, and it kind of has to be in a <laughs> kind of be slow because it's such a, it's such a large unit. We can't really force it through but um it, it really you know really kind of evens out the uh evens out the spirit makes it really really nice and smooth and add, you know adding a little bit of minerality with the um yeah. with the limestone what is the uh base where does the the alcohol come from so the base so yeah so so just in to be perfectly transparent that is a product that we are where it's worth you know it's a "Quote unquote craft blended product so we're actually sourcing um cane cane gns and um corn GNS and doing a blend and then filtering it. And we're kind of, you know, putting, putting our effort into the filtration and processing part of the, the spirit, um, with this. Okay. So the, for those who don't know, the, the GNS is uh, grain neutral spirit, right? That's, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. We just, we, you know, we, we crunch the numbers and it just, it's, it, it's really, really difficult to make it work to actually make a vodka, have it viable in the market. Uh, from scratch, you know, unless you're doing it on such a mass scale. And as you said before, we have, you know, we have a good spread of products and we're, we're doing grain to bottle with our bourbons and our whiskeys and we're, you know, working on a rum as well. So, yeah, but this, this, we chose to, chose to go the, the, um, the, the source route and then do a blend. I mean, it, look, it tastes great, and I yeah. think that's that's pretty cool that you can get it, um, blend it yourself, and then you still put your personal spin on it. We have, you know, our, our Irish whiskey, which is our age product um, that we're we're doing a similar thing where we're sourcing product and then kind of really putting our own spin on it. So, but yeah, I've never, yeah. you know, we're like I said, we're very we're an open book. We're not gonna we're not trying to you know you know tell people we're doing something we're not. So. I appreciate that. <laughs> I, I've heard of people. Uh, Carbon or charcoal filtering vodka, but I haven't heard of the limestone or oxygenation. That's an interesting technique. Yeah, oxygen, oxygenation just kind of helps, um, you know, kind of blow up any kind of volatile compounds that are in there. Kind of, you okay. know, further clean it. Kind of gives it, it gives it a little bit of a, a, a nicer mouthfeel from from my experience and you know okay. experimenting with it. So, so you're doing it more for a, a physical removal 
of compounds versus, say, like a, a chemical change, like oxidation? Well, it is, I mean, that's kind of exactly what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is more of an oxidation of kind of just letting it, letting it sit, you know, as opposed to just letting it sit and kind of naturally happen, we can, can, we can control that a little bit and, uh-huh. and, and force oxygen through the spirit. Sure. In, a, in, a, in a way that's that's just not letting it sit there. I, I like it. It's a, it has a little spiciness to it, and and mm-hmm. uh, you know I don't know if it's just the alcohol burn. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, it's almost like a rye spiciness, hmm. uh, yeah. but maybe it's the minerality and the and the kind of alcohol acting together. But it's it's a very unique tasting vodka. Thank you. Yeah, I know yeah. it's 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 a, it's a little unusual of a blend. Like I said, using the cane and the corn, a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of distilleries I know and places that I work for will usually use um, corn. Everybody uses corn as a base, yeah. uh, and then add wheat to it, uh, which sort of adds a, a you know sort of a, a sweetness that's, in my opinion, kind of one dimensional. So mm-hmm. cane just adds a little little different different note to it. Yeah, I do pick up a little bit of sweetness in here after the the minerality that Jason mm-hmm. mentioned, um, but I, I wouldn't be able to put my finger on it because of the how you blend it with the sugar cane and corn. It's it's not yeah. like anything, <laughs> any yeah. other sweetness I've experienced in a vodka. Yeah, no, it's it's a little sweet and savory. There's there's some mm-hmm. it's, you know there's an interesting interesting uh, thing that's happening. So yeah, I like it. Let's yeah. uh, let's hit the, the cucumber version. So, yeah. had, uh, how do you add the cucumbers in this and kind of? So yeah, this one again. So it's, it's the you know obviously the same the same blend, uh, and then we're me for the most part um, <laughs> are <laughs> we're peeling about 150 to 300 pounds of, of cucumber depending on the batch size. But you know, want to wow. be there for three days peeling cucumbers. <laughs> you you, you need an assistant, uh, man. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just it's just you know peeling by hand. There's really no way to other way to do it, and then de-seeding yeah. them. Oh, uh, okay. And in addition, addition to the cucumber, there's a, a little small amount of kaffir lime, uh, which is an aromatic lime leaf, and then um, lemongrass. So, and that's just that's chopped up and and uh, basically macerated or steeped for about I think 24 hours in this case, and then then removed, uh, and then re- then redistilled. Okay. So it's yeah, it's it's kind of a fun product. This one was just something we it wasn't really part of the, part of the initial plan, but someone asked me to to, to throw together a, a cucumber vodka for a um, an investors weekend, and I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll do that. And I was like, well, I want to do something a little little more interesting, a little different, a little more different, mm-hmm. uh, and kind of threw those two other ingredients in there, just play around with it, and everybody really loved it, and um, and it kind of took off from there, and much to my chagrin because I got a peel a bunch of cucumbers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send Warren down on cucumber day and he'll help you he'll help you peel. Yeah, see you next week. <laughs> yeah. Is is there a reason or or what was the thought behind uh after the steeping and macerating uh redistilling it versus say filtering it to get it uh clear again? Um it was just it was just you know, I was treating it more like a, I was thinking of as as a gin kind of, you know, like a um, a gin where you're you're doing a maceration or you know uh, infusion with um, uh, gin basket or whatever, just kind of that process. That that was the process mm-hmm. that was kind of that jumped to mind immediately um, as opposed to filtering it. Okay, and it was also turned the... really, really, really green because of the <laughs> the kefir lime leaves. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's just like pure chlorophyll just went in there. So, oh wow! Was there a significant uh, flavor difference? Yeah, I think there was, a, there was a there was a ability to kind of you know hold back some of the flavors. Um, the um, 
the computer lime is actually very, very, very potent, um, and it kind of overpowers. So there's like a tiny, tiny, tiny amount in there, and I kind of had to keep scaling it back once we kind of, you know, scale the recipe up, and that that kind of helped just kind of keep it keep it down uh, to a, to a a more palatable level. Okay. That's, so. that's very good. It works with the, the sweetness on the back end of that vodka, like you were saying, Warren. Yeah. Um, my cucumber adds a lot. Yeah. But it's not, it's not uh, I don't know, perfumey, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Like some, some kind of infused spirits can be. Um, it, it tastes like the meat of a cucumber. We talked about yeah. it a couple times where it's, you know, if, if it says cucumber, I don't want just the essence of cucumber or like one-dimensional cucumber fruit like the i don't know the perfumey side of cucumber right, i guess yeah. that makes sense yeah. uh i want the whole thing i want to smell the whole i want to taste the whole experience the whole cucumber yeah uh, and that's what i feel like i get out of this it's not it's not one-dimensional at all yeah i think this would make a really nice uh, gimlet yeah cocktail it makes a great gimlet um hell yeah a uh, a moscow mule you know with that in there really mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. opens it up nice um yeah, I mean, even even like a Bloody Mary, it's really really great in a Bloody Mary. Oh man, okay, see now, yeah. uh-huh. now I'm thirsty. <laughs> well, it is kind of early in the day. <laughs> yeah. Is it too late for a Bloody Mary? Uh, is it ever? <laughs> I don't know. I don't drink those. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> uh, I did notice so, on, on your website. It's, it's, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead, please. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it, I think it's it's a really fun spirit. Like I said, it is, I've got a lot of you know mixed feelings about it because I have to, you know, it's, it's, it's a pain for me to make. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been sort of a difficult birth with it, trying to get the balance right. Um, but you know, there's, there's something to be said, you know, when you're using a natural cucumber, I think if, well, from experience, I know this, if you don't have sort of those other elements in there, it, the, you don't really get the essence of the cucumber in the same way. And you kind of, mm. it starts to get a little bit dirty. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know why now I know why people, you know, go to, Flavor Man or wherever you're going to go, and you're going to get your your essence, and you get that. Then you get that really perfumey um, um, cucumber note. Yeah. So, so it's it's totally it's totally <laughs> totally worth it to, to go the, the hard way. But <laughs> yeah, and I don't like that 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 perfumey. I like the sweetness that it adds, and I like that full kind of thing, that note. I enjoy that. And, and that's the hard part, I imagine, with using actual fruit or, or vegetables is because you get batch-to-batch variation. Your your 100 pounds of cucumber is not going to always taste the exact same. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's been the difficult thing, too. And then, you know, it's when you're peeling and de-seeding, it's, especially de-seeding, like your, your, your weights are kind of off, so you have to kind of, you know, do some do some mumbo-jumbo and, you know, some math to kind of get it to work right. And it's it's not always easy, so there's there's usually several different batches that then get, you know, work together <laughs> into the same, into a, a single batch, like smaller batches. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Bl- you blend them together for consistency. Yeah. That's it's, right. kind of, mm. it's kind of a, a, a necessity at this point. Oh, for so. sure. Yeah. I mean, it has to, you have to have some sense of consistency with, with, with something like that. Uh, you know? Yeah. That's, I mean, that's always a struggle with any spirit. Yeah. It's just trying to, it's trying to, to hone in on that the idea that it's craft and you can have a little bit of variation because everything's so small batch, but you can't have things, you know, it's like, it's where you set your parameters. That's, yeah, that's sure. Tough bit. Uh, let's move on to the moonshine. Shall we? Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. All right. So, so just, just for the record, since we are completely open about the, the, the vodka, yes, uh, this one is distilled from hundred percent Louisiana rice, um, with a little bit of, uh, of, uh, honeyed, uh, honey malted barley, just to kind of 
help with conversion and give it a little bit of a little extra extra flavor okay so but it's uh it's it's a pretty unique product was, this is not the first time i've worked with rice but it's the first time i've done it on a, on a, on a pretty large scale and um I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it it's 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 kind of weird if you think of it as sort of a corn whiskey without the sort of bite of corn you know sort of that that really corny nose and mouth mm-hmm. um, kind of makes sense <laughs> but it, it's definitely an unusual one it's not something that's easy to place yeah it's but, kind of like uh, a, a mild wild rice character to me like it's not as spicy as what i'd expect a, a like minnesota wild rice yeah uh, flavor but it, i get hints of that yeah, it's and it's this one. It's so it's it's a uh, it's a it's a varietal varietal that was developed by um, LSU down here in Louisiana, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's an aromatic varietal that's that's based on off of sort of a jasmine rice, but the the official name is Jasman. You know, J A. Okay, I get it. Kind of hilarious. That's cute. But yeah, no, and, and in general, this one I, I, I went through fermentation um, a little and treated it a little bit more like a rum. I used sort of a, a, rum, a strain of yeast that's that's more commonly used in rum, um, so it has a, a little more esters off the bat. It's mm. you know tried to you know there's no rules with it. It's 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 not like a you know people expect a bourbon to taste like a, you know certain certain parameters. This is kind of get to do whatever, uh, whatever I feel like. So, yeah. It, what is the moonshine whiskey? It, it, you know, why, what, what's different about it besides not being barrel aged, uh, yeah, that I mean, we call it moonshine. Well, I mean, so moonshine there's, so that's gets into like the, you know, the TTB, the regulatory uh, side of things. And that's, okay. that has to do with, there is no official, you know, definition of moonshine. Moonshine is just spirit that's been produced illegally. Okay. Um, so that's you know, what you had to do. <laughs> so, um, this one is definitely, definitely the alliteration played into it. Where you know the neighborhood marinade moonshine um, kind of fits with sort of the character of the um, the founder of the neighborhood. Um, you know, his name Marini was sort of a, a gambler and a real estate developer and speculator, and ended up you know penniless and um, you know. Living on the streets, I think. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but um, but yeah, there's a lot of colorful colorful, colorful characters. But uh, um, there there is no definition for moonshine, but it's basically this. In this case, just means shorthand for white whiskey. Okay. You know, unaged. And that's why you just get to play with it and kind of do whatever you want and, and yeah. make it its and, own you know, thing. Yeah, there's not there's there isn't really a rule book for a rice whiskey. There's it's you mm-hmm. know actually when we were applying for approval through the, you know, TTB and going through regulation, there was, it was rejected because they were like, rice is not a grain. Rice is a grain. Yeah. Quinoa is technically not a grain, but you approve someone else's, you know? Right. <laughs> so, you know, there's, you know, it's like, I, I've done, I've done my homework. I know, I know what this is. Don't kick it back to me. But, um, but yeah, this is, I mean, this is, you know, this is a, a, a white whiskey. I think it's, it's really fun. It's fun to play with, you know, like I said, we're treating with like a, a rum style yeast, so you know, using it in a daiquiri or um, you know, even a margarita, like substituting uh, tequila or substituting it for tequila, uh, <laughs> is always kind of fun. Um, there's actually we do a, a blackberry bramble at the at the distillery that's that's really really great. Um, so, but this eventually is, is going to you know, if I have some on on oak right now, 
and barrel aging and it's coming along really really nicely so i'm, I'm pretty excited about it yeah well, that's delicious again it's yeah. sweet but not too sweet it has a spice and a bite to it but not too much and they don't clash they kind of marry very well and it uh it doesn't really it's not offensive at all it's no. great and it's got a really nice oh, ester profile <laughs> yeah the, right yeah the ester profile is there i see what i see what you mean eric maybe it's it's a little rummy or a little like mm-hmm. rum-esque um but yeah, I couldn't place that either. I would have. I, I would. I would think that either it was. I mean, it, I, I'm, I'm trying to f- figure out in my brain. I'm trying to make my brain work first of all. Uh, <laughs> but I'm trying to figure out if I didn't know anything about this, what I would think this was. And right. the only thing I can really think of is like a spicier version of like like rum fire, mm. or something with a little bit of like funk to it mm-hmm. from those kind of esters from the rum yeast I, I would guess and yeah. that's what i would think it's like maybe some agricole or you know with some rye I, you know i, don't, I would have that's no true. i have no idea i would have absolutely no idea so yeah kudos it's definitely, it's definitely weird it's been it's been tough trying to get feedback from people and just like well so what do you think about it? like well i don't know what to think about it so yeah <laughs> i think it's yeah. good i enjoy it oh yeah um, I, know, I, I do too so yeah yeah, well, if just, you're just handing it blind, handing handing it to me blind, just trying to guess what type of spirit it was, yeah. I might lean towards a, a white rum also. Right, thinking about it, that's really interesting. That's cool. Yeah, um, no, that, that's that's been a really fun project. So that was, I bet. You know, and like I said, we're, we're you know we get to work with the local 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 agriculture on that. Um, we actually have a farm um, that that actually has a mill, which is not all that common down here. I think they're one of the, I think they might be the only small mill. So they're. Um, selling their their product under the the name Prairie Ron, which is a little town they're from. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's been a really exciting exciting partnership with them. So, do you see um, the industry kind of going in that direction, trying to work with more localized uh, ingredients and, and and trying to get the more local flavor and local flair of wherever that distillery's from? Yeah, I, def- I definitely feel that. You know, I know there's there's you know been discussions about terroir and like you know how much of how much of the the, the character of, of the the you know the land comes through in a spirit, which I you know I kind of go back and forth um, mm-hmm. with something that's been distilled. So you're you're getting pretty far away from from something that's just growing out of the dirt, and then you ferment that, and it's you know you, you're definitely going to get some of the flavor um, from the minerals and whatever you're pulling out of the soil. But you know I feel like with the with the moonshine, I can I can pick up a little little bit of the you know sort of some of the soil characteristics and sort of that earthiness that, that kind of pops up every now and again. Um, but I definitely do think things are moving in that direction. It's, you know, it, it's, you know, and I think, I think it's great. It's like, I did, I did a very similar thing in Michigan working with local farmers, um, producing grain and, and working with them kind of hand in glove, um, you know, finding different, different varietals of grain that are going to, fit the needs of a, of a distillery more than just the, the random stuff that they've been growing or not random stuff, but stuff they've been growing for food or feed or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's definitely, it's definitely really exciting and I'm really, really happy to be part of that and kind of, yeah. you know, know where, know where the stuff's coming from and, you know, have a lot more control. Cause like I said, they have a mill, so we, we've been experimenting with, with the, the grind and, you know, or the actually say polish cause it's rice. It's a little different. Mm. Um, you know, the polish of the rice, you know how much we want to take away, how much we want to leave on. So, and we're we're still we're still tweaking it a little bit. So it's fun. Yeah, that's cool, man. All right, what's next? We're in the uh, I think the Irish whiskey, Irish, the Irish Channel whiskey. Yeah, what what did I send y'all? I can't remember. <laughs> um, we have the uh, left. We have the Irish Channel 
small batch whiskey, the Gentelli Gin. Uh, we have two Gentelli Gins. One yeah. is darker than the other, so I imagine that's a barrel totally. age. So, yeah, we're still we're working on the label on that, but I thought I'd send it off to you guys. Oh, man, yeah, I appreciate it. I was like, well, it's the exact same, but one's darker. <laughs> um, it's got <laughs> oh, good. Perfect. This is actually with Coca-Cola in it, and it's a yes. new product, uh, just to be perfectly yeah. clear. Gin and Coke. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, and that's it. So just three more oh, yeah, left. Yeah, that's what I thought I sent you, but I just, it's been a minute. So Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, all right, so so I was reading a little bit online, and you, you alluded to it a little bit earlier in the interview, that you guys are doing something different with this. Uh, what are you doing with the Irish Channel here? So yeah, like I said, the Irish Channel is 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 a, is a source product where um, you know we're too young to have aged stuff in house, other than obviously the, the gin, which does not take that long to age. Yeah. Uh, but the the Irish Channel is a, a three year old imported Irish whiskey, as you know, it's Irish whiskey has come from Ireland, uh, and then we're using a ten year old corn whiskey, which is from um, L, LDI MGPI. Oh wow. Oh, okay. So, so it's a, it's a fun product, and then that that gets blended. And it's it's roughly roughly fifty fifty. It changes a little bit depending on batch to batch. Um, and then it's aged in or rested, I should say, in used cognac casks that are about twenty five years old. Um, Jeez, about six months. So hmm. it's not a quick fix. It wasn't like oh cool, just let's let's pop it up, <laughs> yeah, it there and then move on. It's like you know, this is this is getting to the point of where you know we're. We're getting quite quite a ways into aging here, um, just for a for a quick turnaround. But it's it's a it's a it's a great product. Uh, I'm super excited about it. It's nice and it's got some some really really wonderful uh, wonderful notes. You know, I get this really like it's not as pronounced as it was early on. It's 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 definitely changed a little bit. There's but there's like a Hershey's chocolate note in there that that I really really find really fun. Hmm. How do the uh, spirits come to the distillery? Are they still just in oak barrels or are they in totes? Yeah, so the the um, the Irish comes in a tote just because shipping is 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 extremely expensive to, to get it over here. Oh, okay, uh, but the the um, the the corn whiskey is all in in still in barrel. Okay, so but it, it gets popped out of the tote pretty quick and put in a stainless steel. Sure, but, and, you know, and then you blend it with the the corn whiskey and then yeah. goes back into oak. Goes back into the oak, and then we're we're also using a, a slow, sort of you know brandy proof down process where we're, I say, say we the royal we it's just primarily me, but um, we're, <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it's a lot of work. It's, it's oh about, sure, it's, yeah, totally, but it's you know basically taking it down slowly in in barrel. Okay, you know it's in about one twenty, and then I'm slowly taking it down to close to ninety, and then doing the final tweak once I once I get it out of the barrel. And how so, long do you uh, take to proof it down like that? It's it's basically like <laughs> uh, it's a proof a week or proof every two weeks. One proof, every yes. Two weeks, wow. Yes. So it's extremely, extremely, extremely slow. Um, so it's it's a it's a couple months to proof it down. So it's that those six months includes that that proof down period. Oh, okay. And why do you why do you do that? What does it do for the spirit? Well, it's just it it helps it helps draw out some more you know. Um, more flavor compounds from from the oak itself um it's just it's a it's a safer process you know you're you're you're, you're proofing down slowly you're not gonna um you're gonna decrease the risk of saponification and kind of you know ruining the whiskey that you spent so much time on <laughs> but it's just yeah and it, it's it just yields a finer product that you get sort of a a, a better mouth feel uh something that's a little more cohesive than just mm. you know dumping your water in all at once and once it's out of barrel so 
Sure. I like this a lot. It's very smooth, but yeah. it has a lot of character to it. Uh, I think it's cool that you, Eric, that you have access to all the ingredients, and then you can sit and still put them together in a creative and different way and make something totally unique and totally your own um, from from spirit that that you didn't you know that you didn't create in house, right? Not yet, anyway. Yeah. That, no, what, a, what a cool age. I don't know. What a cool time to be alive and yeah. be a distiller. I think that's pretty neat where you want to do something. You want to satisfy those creative urges and whatever, but you're not there yet. So you can you can outsource your, your paint, essentially, uh, and then create something like this. This is yeah. very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. I yeah. like this a lot. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's like I said, we wanted, we wanted to have something, you know, because you know we have we have a good sized tasting room. You know we, we have a lot of uh, tours come through and just people come in to, to have a cocktail. Yeah, it's it's much easier to get people to stay there. It's much easier to entice people to come and, and check out a distillery if you have a whiskey, if you have an aged mm-hmm. aged spirit. And and that was sort of our intention. And we didn't want to be easy on ourselves. And we're like, no, let's 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 really make it our own. And yeah. you know. And, and you know, well, more than six months later, you know, well, <laughs> product, so. whiskey is kind of like the IPA of the spirit world. Yeah, it's it's to, it's yeah, it, it is it is you know my bread and butter. I I, I love it, and that's you know it's what, what you know I spend most of my time you know working on on the whiskey because yeah. well yeah. we have the ability to so right is the long term plan to eventually internalize this or will you always just have this kind of stand on its own and then you would make your own separate label of whiskey in-house? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to, you know, like I said, we're, we're working on, or I'm working on right now is, is putting barrels away for our, our Bywater bourbon, which is sort of our, our flagship aged product. That's hundred percent in-house all Louisiana, um, uh, grown grain. So, I mean, I think that there's a possibility we'll, we'll start producing corn whiskey in house and aging in some of our used barrels. Mm-hmm. But we're, you know, since it's it's a blend of Irish, there's, well, no, I would say, well, yeah, since it's Irish, we're always going to have to get the whiskey from Ireland. But I wouldn't mind having an excuse to go to Ireland and make whiskey. So. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys, I'm going to be out of country for four years. I just have to make, uh, <laughs> just have to go work. It's fine. Yeah, um, you I'll know, be back eventually. Yeah, I'll be hanging on the locks. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, that's Scotland, but whatever. It's fine. Oh. Yeah, thank you very much. I'm sure the Scotch and the Irish are, are you know, agree with you. It's close. It's fine. They call us all English. It's They've fine. been friends for years, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> call us English, call us Welsh, it's all good. Um, all right, let's do the gin here, the gin tilly gin. So we have yeah. the, the uh, unbarrel-aged and the barrel-aged. I imagine we do the unbarrel-aged first? Yeah, I'd, I'd, go, I'd go that route. Let's do that. So, yeah, that's that, that while, you're, while you're pouring your sample. It's that, so it's the same base as the, as the, the vodka and the, the cucumber. So it's a blend of corn and cane, okay. uh, not filtered or anything. And then there's about, well, not about, there is, there's 17 different botanicals in there. So it's sort of, it's a definitely a new Western gin. Um, I've tried to like pull some, some local, local inspiration with, um, sourcing local botanicals or, you know, in cases where I can't actually get them local, um, locally inspired. So there's persimmon, which is a big, um, a big, uh, crop down here Mm -hmm. in there. There's elderflower, elderberry, which elderflower and elderberry grow pretty much everywhere it's just you know there's there's a couple of trees in my backyard and i'll i'll just go out there and you know knock some knock some berries down and let them dry out and throw them in there save them for later um same with the same with the uh, the flowers so it's um 
you know, and there's also there's also some 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 good spice elements in there too. Man, yeah. that nose. <laughs> This the uh, it, persimmon really comes it's through to be me. The persimmon, yeah, and, and it just makes me think of fall instantly. Yeah, this is like fall gin for <laughs> me. falling down. Well, more the season, but <laughs> I, sometimes that happens. Sometimes tripping. <laughs> if I have enough of this, yeah. Wow, that nose is amazing, man. That is, uh, it, I mean, it, there has to be the persimmon and the elderflower, maybe being more upfront than anything else, Eric. Or, or yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean the elderberry in there too really comes out. There's also, you know, there's there's a good amount of. Um, uh, you know, there's some, some hyssop and, and, uh, I'm trying to think what else there's, there's a lot. It's, you know, I have everything written down, so I don't have to remember all this stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, that's why we have notes, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, no, it's, um, there's, there's a, there's a lot of floral notes in there. There's some, um, I'm totally drawing a blank on it. Uh, lemon balm, which also really comes through in the nose, but, mm. but yeah, they work together. Like I said, it's, you know, I wanted to kind of be inspired and, you know, gin, I think is an excuse to, to search out weird botanicals that you wouldn't. Hell you yeah. Know, wouldn't yeah. Have otherwise have an excuse to do yeah. them. So, so yeah. were you just looking at a list of botanicals and just kind of picking random ones? I'll, or? Just, I'll take them all, please. Right. <laughs> or, dart board, dart board and, a, and a piece of paper and I just, you know. Um, okay. No, no I, uh, I, actually, I actually did quite a bit of research. It was an excuse to kind of do some, you know, kind of get to get acquainted with, with my new, uh, new surroundings and, mm-hmm. and found a bunch of resources down here with, um, you know, sort of Cajun and Creole, um, folk traditions and, you know, medicinal uses of these plants. So some of the, some of the really good ones I wanted to use, I, I found out were pretty poisonous. Um, <laughs> oh, sounded really good, but I was like, I don't think we can actually get that approved. So. Oh man, that's too yeah. bad. <laughs> but, it, but it was, it was, you know, it was definitely a fun, fun experiment to kind of go out and do the research. Hey, wormwood used to be illegal. Maybe you could get some of those laws changed. Yeah, there exactly. you go. It, it does. You can, you can go through the FDA and do some, get some, get some stuff approved. But, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a process and there's no, no guarantee. And we're kind of like, well, we should just, we need to get this to market. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I not try to not try to, you know, cultivate <laughs> controversy in this way. Uh, right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because maybe you get that one person out there who knows this used to be poisonous or considered poisonous or whatever. And then <laughs> someone has a bad reaction, you know, yeah. But a power user on Yelp, and it's just, it's over. <laughs> An elite Yelper. Yeah, it's over. Uh, yeah, that's, wow, that's good. I keep Thank saying you. that, but uh, I should I should I should have a different vocabulary really than just wow that's, that's good. good. I like this. Yeah, I should have just called that the show. Wow, that's good <laughs> with Jason and some guy. Yeah, who's also good. <laughs> who's equally as <laughs> as uh, interesting. Uh, so now we're gonna try the barrel aged version. So why did you put the gin in the uh, in the barrel? I would think I haven't tasted or smelled it yet, but I would imagine that that would reduce some of the aromatic impact, or maybe maybe it just enhances yes, it. Yes and no. It, it definitely changes it. I mean, you, mm. um, I've always found doing barrel aged gin you always get you know. And I guess the short well to go back. The short answer is because we have barrels and we have gin, and why not put them together? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Know, it's it's always a good idea usually right. but, um, <laughs> you know you always pick up some you definitely tr- uh, tend to pull out some like christmas spice from the oak and it really usually tends to blend well with, with some of the aromatics from the um from the gin so yeah um it was kind of kind of a no-brainer like let's do it and it's what like a- i don't have whiskey yet i'm impatient i got the barrels they're here now so let's just let's put some, <laughs> let's put some in there let's go <laughs> so were these uh barrels that you got from uh one of the whiskeys that you already aged in-house no, so these are actually these are actually new barrels. So they're they're oh. they're brand new. Um, they I do reuse them um, for gin, so they'll get used mm. multiple times, and then those those batches I think will get blended together. I think actually the one I sent you guys, if I remember correctly, I think just might be a single barrel. 
So oh wow, if it, it, it tastes says, like it. It says like B twenty something or whatever. It's just a single barrel. I think it's twenty seven. Wow, that's good. B twenty seven. Yep. There you go. I mean, yeah. I you know I knew that just because I'm an expert taster. And I was like, this 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 can't be multiple origins of barrel. Mm-hmm. It has to be a single. So of course, yeah, I just wanted you to know that, Eric. Oh, perfect. Do it taste like a B? <laughs> yeah, it tastes like B twenty seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. It is very much Christmassy. Um, Almost kind of like Anchor Christmas, the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of nutmeggy, kind of that sweet, um, you know, uh, I'm going to say malt, but it's not malt, but that just the sweet malt thing. Um, and kind of the lower, uh, I want to say darker spices, and that's not correct. And nothing I'm saying is actually correct, but, you know, not the the, the brighter of, of, you know, what you would think of like normal gin botanicals. Right. It's it's a lot kind of more the darker spices, um, mm. and it does seem very it does seem very Christmassy. Yeah, absolutely. Put you know, put this in a. What would you what would you what drink would you mm. make with this, Warren? Let's go. Let's be cocktail man right, right now. Oh, right right now. Right on now, the cocktail man. Here we go. Um, I don't know. No, it tastes like shit. Don't yeah. do that. One. <laughs> um, I kind of think the whole like uh, Christmas kind of vibe that I've got in my head right now with the fall thing, maybe like. A mold cider with this in yeah, it yeah. instead of like wine or whatever, or like, like do egg, a little apple or like even an eggnog, maybe. Oh, I've maybe, done, yeah. I've done the eggnog. I didn't want to steer you guys, but I've done the eggnog. It actually comes out really, really well. Yeah, oh, I yeah. could see that. See, Eric and I are vibing, dude. Oh, wow. I'm not feeling you so much. Yeah, you I, might I, have to go. I wouldn't have guessed this was B27. So, <laughs> how about a Manhattan? Even though it's not a Manhattan. Hmm. Uh, it actually, actually, uh, like classic cocktails. I mean, a, a um, old fashioned is is that I can see. It's great. It's really, really fun. I mean, obviously with yeah. the orange, you know, yeah, it really sets things off. So. Hell yeah! And then the, the dark spice too. There's like I said, you, you mentioned that. Um, there's a, there's a lot of there's you know some peppercorn in there. There's some there's some ginger, you know, or Thai ginger actually. Um, yep. So so you, it starts to pull out some of those those like you like you were saying darker spices or some of the more earthy. Or these spicy elements too. Not to step on uh, your region's cocktail history, but maybe even like a, a sazerac. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about no. that. I don't know. It's. It's. I haven't tried it, but but it. it right now, just thinking about it. Yeah. Do you think people would riot? I, I, right, yeah. Are sazerac you worried about? Or? Yeah. Are you worried about fights breaking out? <laughs> yeah. No. I don't. Well, I don't. I don't know if it would come to that, but I'm just. I'm just thinking about the the, the flavor profile. Yeah. It, it could work. I don't know if I've ever had a Sazerac. I oh, want they're to. so good. Uh, I want to, but let's just go have one right now. I think Sometimes does one. <laughs> it won't be good. <laughs> yeah, it won't be good. No, that's probably true. I, I've had a couple uh, Scotch Sazeracs that have been really interesting. Oh. I've liked. Cocktail man, ladies and gentlemen. Here right. he is. <laughs> He's back. <laughs> He's back. Thank God. What, uh, what kind of barrel are you using? What kind of toast or, or char level? It's really smooth. So that one, I believe, I had a couple different ones, but I think that one, I believe, is is a is a char number two. So it's it's on the okay. lower end of things. Yeah, I really like the oak character to not keep it light to kind of not overpower everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in general, in general, I, I like I tend to like lower char levels. Just um, I feel like we're, especially what we're going for down here. I mean, well, you know, we want something that's, that has a little more fruity character. That's that's a little more estuary. It isn't quite as you know caramel and vanilla like a like a char four um mm. so i like i like i like what i've seen in the past from barrels like that and, and in addition it's just really 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 hot and things age really really quickly so not worried about getting as much color as possible I, the that stuff is, which you can tell is pretty dark 
Uh, and that's only, that's only like maybe three months at most. Three months. Um, wow. So yeah, things move very, very quickly. <laughs> what about the second use? Second use is about six months. Oh, okay. I, I was kind of curious to see depends on if it goes over the winter, it goes over the summer. So oh, okay. it, it's on average about six months. Yeah. I was kind of curious to see if you had to change your, uh, kind of barrel management going from Michigan down to Louisiana <laughs> with the, the temperature and humidity changes there. It definitely changes things. I mean, I've, I've gone with a, a lower entry proof on, on everything so far just to kind of, um, well in the past I've seen, I've seen good, good results with, with lower entry proof. Um, so instead of being like 120 or 125, taking it down closer to a hundred or even especially in this case, I can, I can really, cause it's sitting in there for so long, I can put it in pretty close to, to bottle proof mm-hmm. and, and, you know, pull out different, different flavors from, from the barrel and kind of get a different profile. That's not quite as, as like I said, vanilla caramel. Sure. So, so that's, that's, that's been fun. But, uh, but yeah, no, time will tell. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm, put, I'm shooting for lower entry proofs on things, um, but I'm still kind of hedging my bets. Not all of them are the, you know, going in at super low proof. <laughs> okay. So you are experimenting with different barrel yeah, proofs. Experimenting just okay. to see what, what's going to shake out the best um, as far as, as far as the heat goes. I mean, it does get cold. It snowed last year. So, oh. it was, you know, well, there you go. Thinking it was gone. See, the entire city shut down. It was just, you know, yeah. <laughs> you didn't know what to do. That would happen if it snowed up, you know, where, where we are out here. I mean, oh, it yeah. snowed once in like 76 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone freaked out. I don't think any, we would know. In the Bay Area here, it when it rains, it rains not all the time, but, you know, we have some mm-hmm. rain. Every time people freak out. Nobody can figure out how to drive <laughs> in the rain, even though it's been raining consistently for years. Yeah. It always rains and well, at least once. Um, mm-hmm. but I imagine in the snow where it doesn't really happen a lot often, it would be an actual like legitimate, what do I do? Yeah, <laughs> I have no <yeah>. idea. <laughs> we, we had snow a few times in Santa Cruz. Oh, wow. It didn't, it didn't last during the day, but if it was cold enough at night, it was really bizarre to go out and, and see the snow on the beach <laughs> right <laughs> at night. Yeah. Beach. Just, uh, yeah. You can have a snowball fight on the beach right by the Pacific ocean. Make some sand in there. Oh yeah. Hurt some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, Eric, I'm going to let you go, man. I appreciate uh, that you sent all the spirits and that you took some time out of your vacation to uh, do some work with us. No problem. Yeah, and I just, you know, I invite you or anybody who's who's in, in New Orleans just to come down and visit us. Um, yeah. You know, we, like I said, we got a great tasting room. Uh, you know, we're, we're set up to, to give people tours on a daily basis. Uh, we're making some good cocktails. We're actually, actually making Sazerac with our um, Irish Channel, so it's, you know, an okay. homage to the old, the old Sazerac made with cognac. Nice. Um, but yeah, just just come on come on down and, and check us out or visit visit us online and seven uh, three distilling dot com. So and can people uh, take buy bottles to go? Uh, yeah, continue? when you're okay. down there, we can we can sell directly to the public. Right now, we're just we're we're just selling in Louisiana, but we're we're slowly slowly expanding. So moving to Texas and surrounding states. And oh, great! Onto the world. So nice, great. Well, good luck to you, Eric. I appreciate it, man. Um, All right, and we'll yeah, talk to you later. For- of course, yeah. of course. All right, man. All have right. a good one. You too. Bye. Uh, yeah, 73distilling.com is the website, and they have cocktails, cocktail recipes for the gin and uh, the vodka, of course, yeah. and uh, the uh, cucumber vodka. Um, so check those out for a couple different couple different Johns. For sure. Those were good, man. I, I hate yeah. that I have to go pick up my kid and then drive home because <laughs> I, I don't want to like waste all of this.
Hmm. Maybe well, just pour it back in the bottles and then, <laughs> you know. Or you could just put it in uh, your kid's uh, bottle. Oh. And then uh, just take a sip on your way home. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. That won't yeah. get me pulled over. Sir. Officer, don't check my daughter's bottle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't pull you over because I think you had an open container. I pulled you over because you're drinking out of a baby bottle <laughs> and you're uh, a weirdo. Yeah. You're, an ad- you're one of those adult babies with like a full-size crib. and <laughs> You were swerving while drinking from a bottle? <laughs> yeah. Have you tried doing this, officer? <laughs> it has a vent in it, so it's a, you know. I'm a new parent. Reduces my colic. It's fine. <laughs> Um, before we get out of here, Warren, let's talk real quick about Bullet. Yes. Last so, weekend. Last weekend, we got to go to this little Bullet tasting, um, and it was really cool. Some of the reps were out here at this little San Francisco yeah, neighborhood fair or whatever. they do. And what did we have? We had the rye, the bourbon. We had the 10-year bourbon. We had the 10-year bourbon. And then barrel strength, barrel-proof barrel bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. They were delicious. Oh yeah, they were really good. I th- I think the rye was probably the my th- the rye which I've never had. I have the really you've never had that. No, I, huh. the bourbon I never had, but the rye I had hmm. because uh, I only found out about it again from Disneyland. Okay, because when You're they right. they drink in, in Carthay <laughs> right. Lounge there, yeah. anybody they do the rye. <clears throat> they do the, in the Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, and so that's that was my first bottle. But okay, I, and that and then I think the ten year were like my. Favorite. Those were really good. I really liked the uh, barrel strength. Um, the mm-hmm. aroma on that was just so intense. Yeah, um, like camping. and very good. Yeah, yes, similar to camping. Okay, good. Um, and so, and plus, it gave you the option to either drink it like that, or you mm-hmm. could dilute it a little bit and get it a lot closer to what normal bullet bourbon tastes like. Yeah, and so I I enjoy having that control. And yeah. living my own life. You're right. So that's not like you at all. No, really no, weird. not at all. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I really enjoyed that. And so I'd never had the tenure or the barrel strength, and yeah. Um, yeah. it was really interesting to try those. And I wish that we could find them more easily. That's true. But, yeah, I do like barrel strength stuff. I mean, it is a little more expensive, yeah. maybe a lot more sometimes. But you do have that control, and you can figure out what intensity you want because look yeah. maybe you had a hard day maybe you know maybe your palate's right. shot who, yeah. you know who, you maybe smoked too many cigarettes and then it doesn't even matter anyway but uh yeah yeah i liked it it was cool uh, so anyway i appreciate the bullet guys for inviting us out and uh, letting us do yeah. that tasting with them that was real fun yeah and, and even a company as big as bullet they keep track of their uh different barrel strength batches and so we got to try batch number four and I think batch number five might be coming out relatively soon. Ooh. But I don't know that it makes it out this far, usually. I would imagine not. So you got to be closer to Kentucky. i got to email Mike um, and see. Right. I still want to do that bourbon trail, man. I, I feel <laughs> like, I mean, it, it, look, maybe it'll happen one year, but I, I don't want to be like 65 and then be like, oh, we're going to be, you know, it's going to be great. I still want to do I, it where I can. I can't drink because now I got meds. <laughs> yeah. You don't mess with my meds. Yeah. Or just, you know, I can smell it and then I have to drive. So I can't really, mm, I can't actually right. enjoy it. Um, I still want to do that and yeah. just spend a bunch of time there. While we're semi-young. <laughs> well, you're semi-young. <laughs> I've, uh, I'm over that, that part of my life here, Warren. <laughs> you're over being young? <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm just ready to go home. <laughs> As my grandma was saying mm-hmm. when she was dying. Uh, This has been Heads and Tails, everybody. Um, If you like us, please rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Follow Um, us on the social meds. Yeah. If you don't like us, this is called the Sour Hour and leave us one star ratings uh, there. Yeah. And if you're mediocre, this is uh, on us. This is called Ears Up Podcast. Which is, uh, look, if you like Disneyland. Or, or if you like uh, the French podcast. Quarter in downtown Disney. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was looking at, like, the, um, 
the uh, I don't know the what the uh, lacing I guess you would call it like on the labels the labels uh-huh. for uh, seventh year are, are rad yeah uh, but they kind of remind me a little bit of like the wrought iron um, like balconies in New Orleans Square which oh, yeah. is directly from you know <laughs> and so I'm like oh I, I know I know all I need to know about New Orleans yeah. from going to Disneyland and yeah. standing in line I've I've ate at Ralph Brennan's <laughs> I know what that's like. I know exactly what's going on man come on <laughs> who are you trying to play with everybody um, all right everybody this has been heads and tails like I said thanks a lot to Eric Morningstar from 73 Distilling yes. in New Orleans Louisiana go to 73distilling.com for all that kind of stuff and then until next time we'll see you later see you next month